Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross. This is April 28th, 2021. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. Our AEW review. We got plenty of content over at Fightful.com for you. UFC coverage from this past weekend. One of the greatest UFC shows, quite frankly, ever. Incredible, memorable. Uh, Impact Rebellion. Our post show is memorable for all kinds of the wrong reasons. If you got a VR headset, let me tell you, you're in luck. Because our Impact show was done in 360. This show is not. Neither was today's Listen Your Boy. And neither was yesterday's NXT review by this fella right down here, Alex Palowski. Alex, how you doing? I'm uh, doing really well. Um, uh, uh, Tuesdays are finding their footing. It's moving slowly towards some things, which is yes. what... NXT used to be when they would take their time to build stuff between takeovers. And it feels weird because they, they took time off from doing that for so long. And Wednesdays are just great. So like it's the, my, my life doing these two shows is, is just so nice compared to raw and SmackDown. (laughs) Well, we've got uh, Robert D Felice who uh, he's here every Monday and, um, he does not have the benefit of starting the show at 9, 10 Eastern like I did this week. No. Sorry, Bobo. No. Um, I'll, I'll just say this. I forgive you, Robert. That's the type of tough love you're getting. You're getting the Miro tough it's, love. It's time to pay your dues. You're, you're paying your dues. I know you've done this for a long time, but you're paying your dues on Monday night, getting your arms slammed into a door. But I forgive you. How you doing? It's the beautiful yin and yang. I chose Monday and Wednesday because, <laughs> you know, pain and pleasure. It works out that way. That, that's the truth. Well, that's the story of our show. Please leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe. Tap that bell for notifications. And please donate a super chat. That will get your question or statement read on the air. Most importantly, it supports us, as does subscribing to FightfulSelect.com. I know some of you might go, what the heck's FightfulSelect.com? I don't want to subscribe. Well, you don't have to, but hey, if you do, we appreciate it an awful lot. I broke some news today. As it turns out, Robert, AJ and Omos are not partying in Nigeria. That is not why they have been gone, contrary to what AJ Styles says. I got the reason why on FightfulSelect.com. We had a lot of Drake Wirtz news up on FightfulSelect.com, and we did the list goes on as well today. Alex has two shows over there a week. We've got seven shows over there a week, including my Q&A podcast, which uh, you can ask whatever the heck you want. So tune in there. Check it out. Get those super chats in, my friends. But most importantly, hey, leave a thumbs up on this video. It lets people or lets YouTube know that you like what you see. And that goes a long way for us. But AEW Dynamite kicked off with something that I did not expect. Brian Cage defeated Hangman Page. Now, I can tell you that what I see in this is long-term. This is good. Hangman Page doesn't have to be unbeatable. He doesn't have to be uh, undefeated. In fact, vulnerability in this uh, adds pretty well. Uh, And 
Do I like starting off with gang wars with a Z or gang rules as, as WWE used to call it? No, I don't always like that. There were a lot of things that are becoming tropes in AEW that I could do without, but Hangman Page got powerbombed on a stage and it affected him for the rest of the match. And that I really enjoy. He lost to the Drill Claw, a move that should never be kicked out of, ever, ever, ever. Even if there's a fire, don't ever kick out of it. But Hangman Page loses. He won't get that top contender situation, but you know what? Maybe Brian Cage does, Alex. And I could think of far worse things than belt collector Kenny Omega saying, yeah, but I want your belt too. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. The, the thing about it is uh, with uh, belt collector Kenny Omega, uh, who like made a passing reference to the fact that he won two other belts in some other pro- program yes. tonight. Like He barely mentioned that he went to some other program and took their top two belts home with him. Like... I, fair to be fair, I they filmed this before, and I do understand why leaks fine. happen. That's fine, understood. Um, it just it was felt weird to me. But the thing about it is that my my thing is that I think I think Kenny should collect as many belts as possible, and then becomes the very fun uh, arc of him losing belt after belt and that making him more and more paranoid and more and more crazy. And the last one he's got is that AEW title. And the guy to finally take it from him is Adam Page. And that can happen like a year from now. Like, And you can build it up. So Adam Page losing this match to Brian Cage now is fine because it doesn't hurt him in the long term. If that's what they're planning. People were saying he should take it off of Kenny at double or nothing. I was like, that's that's too early. They have lots more story to tell. I personally think it should happen in reverse. I think that Adam Hangman Page eventually toppling him should lead him down that. That's interesting too. That sure. that spiral, that, that path. But Robert, how are you feeling about all this? I, I think we all knew that, that going back to Page and Omega this early would have been bad. It seems more like a fall thing at least. Yeah, and in terms of what you guys were saying, he needs to lose the AEW title first because he needs to lose on AEW before he loses anywhere yeah. else, unless there is some kind of storyline reasoning involving somebody from AEW. As far if as it's Cage, like Okada or something, I'll let right. it go. Like, yeah. yeah, but uh, he needs to lose his title first. As far as Cage beating, this is really good. It didn't hit me until the this match in particular that they don't do DQ finishes because this would have been one in WWE that would have ended on DQ, so everybody stays safe. But I like that Page loses. I like that Cage goes up. And he's got an out for losing. And he can always get his win back. Adjust your mic just a little bit. It's like in and out a little bit. But uh, yeah, this this made all the sense in the world to me. And after the match, we did go to a promo with the Young Bucks, the Good Brothers, Don Callis, Kenny Omega, and a limo. I thought them all wearing different kinds of hats was very funny. Like they don't take themselves too seriously. It You can believe that they're pretentious douchebags in that manner. I thought that was fun. And they got scared a little bit. <laughs> and Gallows is like, no water on my leather pants, brother. Like I'm digging that. We, we do have some super chats already. Evan Wright says, give me Omega versus Orange Cassidy for the title. I'm good with Orange Cassidy out of the title picture for a while. He lost like 10 TNT title shots already. Hmm. How do we think the presidential address will impact ratings? I don't know. I didn't even know it was tonight, to be honest with you. I've been in such a bubble the last month. Uh, any, any thoughts on how that will affect anything, guys? It, I, it will. I mean, he's it, the it, president. Yeah, it'll affect <laughs> some, but I, 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 not in the demo they're looking for, I don't think. Yeah, and significantly less than it used to. Right. Uh, we, we can say that. Yeah. Nick says Mox versus Nagato on TNT. Insert the Batista. Give me what I want, Jif. What you guys thought of the Blood and Guts build as a whole, we will definitely get to that. But Moxley and Yuji Nagata and Robert, they're defending the IWGP United States title on this show. So the wrestling world is coming together right now. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised Kenta didn't get this match on TNT. But I think it's special that Yuji Nagata returns to TNT. I hope to God Sonny Ono is there with the camera. 
Oh, geez. I wish, man. I used to watch Yuji Nagato on WCW Saturday night in 1997. He re- It felt like he wrestled Dean Malenko every week. And let me tell you, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. As we yeah. find out, though, Alex, there was a bit of a misspeaking in the one-match show type of thing. Like, yes. that It will not be a one-match show for Blood and Guts. There yeah. are actual matches next week. They're right. taping. They taped them ahead of time or are taping them, whatever that may be. From a structural standpoint, this makes sense. Yes. They have two rings and a giant cage. They're not going to move right. that in and out. Yeah. The, when they announced a one-match show, that was during the buy your tickets for the show yes. promo. So for the people who will be in attendance next week, it will be a one-match show. For us at home, we get like four matches, I think. Besides, uh, even besides that, we get Britt Baker in action. There's some other stuff too. Eliminator match, all this stuff, uh, which is great. Um, I, I, if you're not going to do um, like an elimination style match in the double cages, um, yeah, please let's not make this, the submitter surrender match last two hours long. Yes. Because that would be a bit, a bit much. So I was, I was actually talking to somebody and I was like, oh, you know, I like the idea of a one match show. And they just said to me, and this is tonight during the show, don't believe everything you read. And I was like, don't believe everything I read. How about don't believe everything I'm, that's implied on the program? <laughs> like It's okay. They clarified it. No big deal. Robert, I do hope – I don't know if they these were taped this past taping. I hope they weren't. I want the two rings set up to impact these matches. I mm. liked that about like fall brawl, war games, and all that. I liked when other matches would use those two rings. Like you'd see Rey Mysterio in Psychosis jump springboarding from one set of ropes to the other set in the ring. I think even NXT does war games and they do it well with the two rings. I saw it in the comments here that they might have taped the other matches and then they'll do the one match live. I do hope they're taped with the double ring. That leads to so many innovative things, especially when you got a four-way elimination tag match. Those four teams can do a lot with two rings. We got a bunch of super chats in, and we love it, guys. Denzel Vance says Moose should take the Impact World Title off Omega and Hangman Page AEW. Well, I get the feeling they want to make sure that he's re-signing first. Uh, if I were him, I probably would uh, look at my options right now because things are probably a bit different than they were. He's proven that he's he's not a problem child or anything like that these days, so he's probably going to test the market. Who should be the next number one contender versus Omega? Alex, it seems like cage is a natural one i i i mean we have been there before though albeit not with kenny omega but i think that could be that could create an interesting dynamic for kenny omega right and there's they're they're certainly uh the story that they're building right now is um is either mox again probably not hopefully not or eddie kingston gets his shot which might be interesting they're not anywhere i don't think on that on that on that ranking board but Kenny's spending all of his time with those guys for like somebody else to like sneak in and go, Hey, I happen to be number one contender. Give me my shot without a story behind it. Seems like a wasted opportunity. Evan Wright says the dangling earring thing is hilarious to me. That is very funny. I yeah. dig it. Very good. Bam says love AEW. When are they going to treat their Hispanic talent better? Still better than WWE. But when is someone going to get a big win? I mean, not going to say that they, they've done exceptionally well, but I mean, Thunder Rosa got, the biggest win in the history of that division on the, in the main event in a very historic match last month. But um, yeah, I would expect that they're, they've got, I, I would expect big things in the future of Pentagon and Phoenix. Phoenix is a made man Penta as well. They were in like every main match they were doing in the first six months. You got Santana and Ortiz. I don't think they're doing disservice to the Hispanic talent. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Well, up next, we got the Young Bucks against Matt and Mike Seidel. Now, keep in mind, in that backstage promo or that bus promo, Omega says Eddie Kingston has to go through Michael Nakazawa first, which is mm-hmm. so funny. That's funny. Young Bucks have officially adopted Brandon Cutler, who is their their real-life buddy, as their young boy. Like He's broken his face. Him having the young boy cold spray had me in stitches. Because yeah. he's doing like all the stuff. Like that was that is a New Japan staple, and I just love it. I thought this match was really, really good. I'm liking the gear change out of the Young Bucks. 
Uh, this is obviously a young bucks win. Even uh, even they're, they're cheating to win, but eh, why not? Robert, how'd you feel about this? Johnny Cage punched to the dick, and that was yes. the spot of the match. Uh, they work better as villains. I think we're at a point where they are no longer the underground darling, and the internet is turning on them and turning on them strong. So if they can play to that and be cheeky bastards on television, I'm all for it. But you, Alex? No, no. These the, everything they're doing here is great. I mean, I, I'm I'm absolutely fine with with the um, uh, with the young bucks being cheating bastard heels when they don't really need to be. They can beat the Seidel brothers by themselves. They don't need to resort to Johnny Cage dick punches to beat the Seidel brothers, but they do it anyway because they know we hate it, and that's great. That's heel stuff. That's good. Do more of that. Um, when, when they find they're, they're doing such great stuff that when they finally get their comeuppance, it's going to be one of those wonderful cathartic moments we all have as fans. Like, yeah, you deserve it. You guys suck. I hate you so much. It's going to be one of those because they're just such great videos. With all the talk that they do, it made sense that they went right for the third eye. So I kind of, I kind of dig it. You know, it's Cyclops right up there, says like. Crime Boss Kenny with goons is the best Kenny. It works really well. Yeah. He's he's a natural in that spot, and I thought this was a good match. Uh, Mike Seidel has been a good addition because, you know what, I would rather Matt Seidel be involved in a tag team than win a couple of Dynamite matches as a single than inevitably lose a TNT title match, which is probably what he's going to do. At least now, if they catch fire, they catch fire, it works. If not, he's going to have banger TV matches like this. Ricardo says Cage versus Page was a sad but welcome car wreck. Yeah, sometimes you need those matches. Yeah. Sometimes you need those. And I was waiting for a babyface comeback that didn't happen, and I loved it. Yeah, change the formula, change things up from what we've seen for decades. It doesn't all have to be the same. Yeah. So after this Young Bucks match, SCU head out to the ring area, and and they have said we lose together again. We're split up. We're done. And. Scorpio Sky has effectively left SCU, even though on the AEW roster page, he's still listed as an SCU member, which is why we keep our own roster pages over at (laughs) Fightful.com under our resources section. I don't plug this a lot, guys, but go to Fightful.com or FightfulWrestling.com. We've got a drop down and we've got a great resources section. We update it every single day. We have an updated ROH roster, AEW, WWE, NXT, uh, we have pro wrestling free agents. Uh, we have uh, injury reports, contract updates, TV viewership numbers, uh, stats, all kinds of good stuff. Make sure you check that out because uh, I don't plug it a lot, but it actually is some of our best traffic stuff, and we're updating it all the time. Uh, we even got like the updated roster for some video games that are are coming out. Yeah. Top 75 independent wrestlers of the month, uh, or I think it's bi-monthly now. Make sure you check it out. But SCU lay down the challenge. They're like, we're top contenders. We're ready to rid this company of you. Let's go. I'm digging this. This was the ultimate culmination, Robert, and it's easy heel heat for young bucks when they beat these guys. Yeah, and they have such an interlocked history. There was the uh, ladder match in TNA, all the Ring of Honor stuff, it plays perfectly. The only thing I don't like is that it spoils the results of next week because obviously if they lose, they're done and they can't lose next week because they got to get the shot at the Young Bucks. But that yeah. should be a very good match when it happens. Uh, Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see that. Alex, any thoughts on that? No, I, I, I really like them playing on it. Like we, we said a year ago, basically, that our next loss as a tag team would be our last match as a tag team. We haven't lost since. So we want our loss to be against you guys, but not against you dudes. We want to face our best, our friends, the guys we've known for years. So actually, we don't want to lose to you guys. We want to kick the crap out of you and take those titles because we know how much they mean to you. It was a great promo by, by Kazarian and Daniels. Fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. Like, but correct me if I'm wrong, they're in this match next week, this Eliminator match with three other tag teams, and the winners of that match get the title yes. shot. So this promo kind of seals the deal that they win that match. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of a bummer, because I wouldn't like because the other three tag teams that are in there would be a lot of fun to watch it, against. It'd be, 
it'd be a nice swerve, but I mean, it's an elimination tag match, as Evan yeah. says. Yeah. If it was just a fatal four way, okay, they don't get pinned. You can mm-hmm. say they didn't lose, and you could then have you the can Bucks, swerve it. You could have the Bucks cost them the thing at a fatal four way if you really wanted to do that kind of booking. Like you could do a lot of that stuff, but it feels like that promo kind of telegraphs the ending of that eliminator match, which the match is going to be great no matter what. But um, I'm and I'm looking forward to that. SCU versus Young Bucks match. I just wish we wouldn't have to get that telegraph thing in the middle. Yeah. Daniel R says, can Ollie pay NFT for rifle content too? I wish. Josh Cardenas says, now if we can get Mox versus Zack Sabre Jr. on TV, <laughs> that would be fire. That would be really fun. You never know. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, we're about to watch Yuji Nagata compete for a New Japan title <laughs> you, on AWTV. You, you can't say never say never at this point. Like, you really just can't. Yep. August 3 says, I wish Monday Night Raw was this good, relevant, and doesn't damage the brain cells of the viewers. So me do too. I. They're rapidly falling, let me tell you. Me brain too. I'm me starting going. to watch the show at 9.10 helped an awful lot this week. But also, there, there there were at least a couple of redeemable things on Raw this week. I couldn't say that the last couple. Up next, we had Orange Cassidy defeating Penta L0M. I'm very interested to see how you felt, Alex, about the the opening shenanigans. I thought it was a little extended for my taste. Yep. Uh, Alex Abrahantes is very good at this. He, he's like, I think he's really good at being slimy. I I mean, I was if this would have led to a distraction finish, I would have pulled my hair out. Like if it would have cost him the match. But how'd you feel about the opening spots of this match? Um, the the extended, you know. Uh, I'm not going to let you put your hands in your pockets. Instead, I'm going to do my signature taunt to your face. Let's do that 12 times in a row. Uh, you know, I I don't think we needed that many times. I liked the beginning of it, the beginning of the beginning. But once we got to the middle of the beginning, I was starting to get tired. When we got near the end of the beginning, I was like, we got to end the whole thing. Let's just stop yes. it. Let's just stop it. Yeah, I, it, it wasn't for me. I like what Orange Cassidy does. I like what Penta does. But it wasn't for me, although Aaron mentioning, never forget OC stopped the arm breaker by putting his hand in his pocket. That was cute. I thought that was funny. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. it's the thing. That, it's one of those th- deals that if this was happening in front of a full house, it would be one of the biggest pops of the night. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, like, like people love Orange Cassidy's stick. I like it occasionally. I don't. I feel like it's one of those things where I, I might get tired of it if I saw it way too much, but you know, every now and then it's a nice palate cleanser. I thought the match itself was a lot of fun. Like these two guys beat the crap out of each other. It was great. I, I don't understand why, why, what the, what the convention is of Eberhante's sitting out there and doing nothing while his, while his guy almost loses four or five times and then finally getting up and, and trying to cut a promo with the mic. Like it just, it, I, the, the match I mean, was, it, it, was a lot of fun. I just didn't like the ending at all. It could be like, okay, this guy's about to lose this match because I've seen him almost lose several times. Yeah. Flim Flam Mandrew asks where Eberhantis found all this swagger. QVC. I- <laughs> oh, he got it from Don West. Oh, man. Uh, this was a little too cute for my taste. I could. So Pentagon Jr. was once this guy who was like, oh, man, can you imagine him against Brock Lesnar? Can you imagine him against this guy, that guy? No, he just does his taunt about as many times as Brock Lesnar does German suplexes in the first five minutes. So I'm kind of over it. But this match was uh, serviceable for the audience that likes it. So I'm okay with it. I will say this. Evan Wright saying it. The tope catch into a gorilla press was amazing. That shocked me. I, I was... I, I stood up and I was like, oh, my God. I was shocked by that. Yeah, good. Uh, Flim Flam Mandrew said best friends had the ad- numbers advantage in the parking lot brawl and arcade anarchy, and now they cheat. How are these guys' faces? I like plenty of guys that cheat. Quite frankly, I I don't mind it. They're, they're, that just makes them smarter, in my opinion. Uh, and that's that's one of the traditions of pro wrestling that has to be broken. Just because you're smarter than the other team doesn't mean that you're necessarily the bad team. You're the smarter team. Yes. Kinshiro says, the Stip was actually losing normal tag matches. They lost in the Casino Battle Royale. Casino Battle Royale is a lot different than getting pinned in an yeah. elimination match, though. Yeah. 
So it's it's you can't just apply that and say, oh, well, not the Battle Royal. That's a little bit different. Uh, what do we got up next? Oh, we got promo with Britt Baker. She says she is now the number two contender. That shouldn't surprise anybody. And she runs down about how she's the best in the demographics and all that good stuff. Cool. Money. Money. She's great at this. She's so great at this. Evan Wright says, AEW still on a streak of great shows. Enjoyed this top to bottom. UG effing Nagata showing up. Darby continues to be money. Next week looks loaded. It sure does. It's looking really, really good. And uh, Ricardo Holt says, so much for Blood and Guts being a one-match show. Yeah, we, we mentioned that. But let's mention the promo. Pinnacle, Inner Circle, Jeez, this was fun. This was good. This it wasn't one guy cutting a promo, and you know I don't know how much attention Jericho pays to the reception that he gets online, but it seems like it was answered pretty well because he came back with a good promo, and I thought everybody cut a good promo that grabbed the microphone tonight. Robert, this was not one guy speaking for a stable. It was there. There's no mouthpiece to the stables. This is, again, changing the formula of pro wrestling as we've seen it on cable TV for the last 20 or so years. And I thought this was a fantastic build. This is what's old is new again. This is actual professional wrestling. And I know that guys like FTR get a lot of flack, that some people just don't like the old school style of wrestling. For me, this is what I cover this product for. And I could watch this. And something like this week after week and never get bored. Everybody hit it out of the park, including Chris Jericho, who finally woke up and came to play tonight. I loved it. The only thing I didn't like was them just going, yeah, we'll give you the advantage. <laughs> I, I, that kind of stuff. Do the gimmick coin flip. Do something. like. So I'm, I'm supposed to interview Sammy Guevara this week. Fingers crossed. I'm, I'm, there were some points brought up. Sammy, when's the last time you wrestled a match? I mean, those those are things that played into this that a lot of times just wouldn't be considered in pro wrestling. Like, hey, you've got ring rust, and this seems like a really stupid match to shake that ring rust off with. And then Sammy's like, oh, yeah? You want to see stupid? How about I give you the advantage, and I'll fight you and the popcorn guy. How's that for stupid? Well, it's pretty stupid. Your, <laughs> your mouth's going to cost you here. But, I mean, that's Sammy. Sammy is, Sammy is basically running in going, Leroy Jenkins. Yes. Yeah. And he's about to get his ass kicked for it. Yep. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's great. Yeah. Give, giving up the advantage, giving up your team's advantage is one thing. Saying, that's right. And I'll be the first guy in there, which means you're guaranteed to be yes. two on one. You're guaranteed to get your ass kicked by two guys at once. I think, like, it shows that Sammy is like his his balls are bigger than his brain and that's yeah. sometimes you want that from from your from your you know crazy baby face because that's and what I, he's the, he's the crazy guy of of that team that's cool you want one of those guys that's fine every 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 a team needs a murdoch fine good but but the thing the thing about it is is all these guys are all cutting great promos Dax doing the whole thing like i want you to take your kid and the night before you fly down here, I want you to whisper in your ear, Daddy's not coming home. No. Like, Dad, Dax, Dax is just so old school. He's it's just like, it's like he stepped out of a time machine. He's so old school. I love him so much. My thing about all of this is that they totally redeemed themselves, all of them, during the promo. But the walk down to the ring, Pinnacle could not be cooler, calmer, collected, just walking down. The inner circle has to have three dudes who aren't even in the group come out on Harley Davidson's to make themselves look even cooler. And it was just like, so come on, guys, you're just trying so hard. They should have brought in Mickey Gooch. <laughs> they should have brought in the Gooch. They got uh, the in with Mike Tyson now. Put in a call to the Gooch. Yeah, Mike Tyson can get you the Gooch. What's yeah. the Gooch doing? Nothing. Um, I, I think this is all the, the match is gonna be so great. And this this segment. Got me so fired up. Uh, like uh, MJF was just on fire again tonight. And and to Jericho's credit, he answered right back. That yeah. was that was of all the promos that he's given in this whole build for me. That was by far the strongest because it was contained. It was true. He was delivered it looking right at MJF, not like 
out to the audience trying to play and pop the crowd with bad dad jokes. He was just telling it like it is to MJF. I thought that was great. I thought he had the moment of the show when he, Tully Blanchard is like walking into the shot and he goes, no, 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 you're not cutting me off. This is my time. No, we're not having this tonight. Jericho, when he's good, there's nobody better except maybe MJF who's always on. Oh man. Uh, This was really great. I think that Jericho had to answer MJF this week. Or the build. I don't want to say it would have been blown because MJF has done such a fantastic job. And really, the Pinnacle have done such a great job with their promos. But this is exactly what you want out of your go-home promo for a show like this. For a show that is very, very important to this company. Cyclops says, I bet the Gooch can cut a better promo than Hager. I don't don't even want to entertain that as a joke because... No, there ain't nothing Mickey Gooch can do that's better. Like, no matter how bad you think Hager's ever been, Mickey Gooch almost single-handedly ruined what should have been a really cool segment. He was just, he was so stupid looking, wearing those stupid-ass clothes with that stupid-ass face paint, doing those stupid-ass facial expressions. They had... Three UFC champions out there. You didn't need Mickey Gooch with Mike Tyson. I mean, I think I think we all need a little Mickey Gooch in our no. Life. <laughs> he used to date Rebel Wilson. <laughs> I found that out. <laughs> Evan Wright said popped when Santana dropped the mic. No, hey, oh, that was so good. When, when Dax says, and I know, I know you got a little girl, and he just starts taking off his jacket. Like, I'm going to murder this man with my own jacket. Oh, it's so good. Oh, man. Bryant Heath says, I loved how Wardlow and Hager have just stared at each other the whole time without saying anything. Nice touch in an amazing segment. It was. And it's consistent with how this has been since MJF joined the inner circle. Yeah. Very, very good. This was just amazing. Uh, Jesus Christ. Like, I, I... Perfect. John Doe says, next week, Blood and Guts, Moxley, Kenny, and Cody. Do you believe next week can be AEW's highest rated show? I don't know about highest rated. It's going to be hard to crack 1.4. I would not be surprised if next week hit 1.2, 1.3. It wouldn't shock me whatever, whatsoever. They at least have to continue cracking over a million. It yes. might dip this week, but it has to break that next week because next week is a pay-per-view quality show yes reminder guys get in those super chats they go a long way in supporting fightful alec farmer said congrats on the rest or the quizzle mania retention hashtag ofe hashtag nft that's right yet again yet again <laughs> what was up next we got <laughs> eddie kingston walking out to the ring and Michael Nakazawa was there in this get up. And he's like, I'm not doing this. No, we're not, we're not going here. No thanks. And he calls out Omega, and Omega says Kingston doesn't make the choices. And Nakazawa tries to hit Kingston with a laptop, but it does not work. Uh, Moxley shows up, takes out Omega and Brandon Cutler, and says he's going to break Kenny's ankle if he doesn't get a match against Omega. And Callus agrees to the match, but it's going to be. Eddie and Moxley against Omega and Nakazawa. Yeah. Let's speculate over who's eating the pin <laughs> next week. <laughs> well, we we like I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if if Kenny pulled a Seth Rollins and walked out on his partner going, I don't need this. I'm Kenny freaking Omega. Like I wouldn't yeah. like he like tonight when when Eddie's got him in the pillmanizer ready, ready to break it, break Nakazawa's ankle. You get in here, Kenny, or I'm gonna break your boy's ankle. I'm gonna do it, I swear to God. Uh, go ahead. He just didn't know what he signed up for. Like Kenny Omega, like just go in the, you can go ahead and put my friend in the hospital because guess what? He's not really my friend. Like that's such a yeah. wonderful, like movie villain thing to do. That's great. This is, uh, this is good. All of it's good. Um, Moxley and, and, and uh, Eddie are so, so good together. We didn't talk about this one awesome point last week where, um, where, Moxley just throws his lead pipe through the window of the trailer, but it misses Eddie's face as he's throwing it by like six inches. And he's like, you couldn't wait for me to get out of the way, bro. Like, it's just, these guys are so good together. I can't wait to see how far they go. 
Yeah. Uh, Robert, I, any thoughts on this one? Omega fed his partner to the wolves immediately. And I was surprised that the other four didn't come in trying to save their friend. That seemed a little odd to me. They had Callus kind of begging off already. But it worked. Sometimes the baby faces have to go over. And Omega looked as good as he ever has because he was in a suit and not in whatever he's rated for Moose's closet. <laughs> and I really liked at least that portion of what he did tonight. Next week, obviously, Nakazawa eats the pin very quickly. Josh Cardenas says, what are the odds we get the wooden spike in blood and guts? We should. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's you have to get that into the fans' minds. It would have to come directly from Tully into yeah. one of the guys, and then maybe they go for the eye. Cyclops says they're not Kenny friends, they're hired goons. Goons. Yeah. Hired Sam, goons. Sam Stahl says another faction promo on elevation, the wingmen. I have actually I'm behind on elevation. I'm gonna try to watch it tomorrow. So let's see how that goes. Uh, Penelope Ford loses to Chris Statlander. Uh, I am liking Chris Statlander's new style. I don't know if this match needed to go as long as it did, but you know what? I could think of far worse things than uh, a women's match going through a commercial break. Uh, I just think that I, I would have Chris Statlander look dominant. That's the only reason I don't think it should last uh, should have lasted that long because I'm loving the new style. Her being a sirloin beef sons of bitch, Alex. Yeah. It's awesome. It's so good. She has adjusted everything. And Dante V says, shout out to Chris for doing the boop outside the ring and more faster than normal. Yeah. Swiss roll Chris asks why Statlander made Penelope smell my finger. It's the boop. But um, boop. And I also I also love her doing it after she's pinned somebody, a la the million dollar man stuffing money in a guy's mouth or Brutus shaving the, the, breaking out the clippers. Like that should be her thing. After she beats you while you're lying there unconscious, she poops you. Like, I think that should be a thing that she does. Uh, I, I, I was super impressed. You were talking about the gorilla press from earlier in the night, like her just picking up Penelope Ford. Like she was nothing. Like she was made out of styrofoam. That was great. Like I'm really loving this new Chris Statlander. Yeah, the, the, she has addressed Robert a lot of my concerns about her work before the injury, and I'm really enjoying it. She looks great, and I think she's rapidly becoming the top babyface, at least stateside for the brand. Penelope had to eat the loss here, but I understand why it went so long because she deserves to shine too, and she will one day. But right now, Statlander's almost untouchable. Taz cuts a promo saying that Brian Cage beat Adam Page, and now they're the number one guys, and he calls out Christian Cage. It's coming together, guys. <laughs> the Page-Cage rage is happening. But Christian says that if he needs uh, to send a person one by one, that's fine. He's going to take him out. What would you think about this? Uh, um, I did not like the line, I don't win or lose. It's win or learn. Like that to me, win or learn just seemed so like Vince McMahon told me that that's what a baby face says. Cause you know, you're supposed to be a good guy. Other than that, I wouldn't be surprised if cage becomes number one contender. Christian then beats Brian and then Christian maybe gets the shot at double or nothing. If there is a title shot at double or nothing, man, I just think it'd be a bad idea to put Christian cage right in a title match. I think that would it would give fuel to a lot of the detractors of the the nature of the show. And quite frankly, they did this a lot where people popped up from our former WWE guys that hadn't really done a lot since then, or just came straight on over and bam title shot. I mean, happened with an awful lot of people. Alex, do you think it's a possibility or do you think we might be leaning a different direction? I I think it's, I I think eventually cage gets a shot at the AW title. I don't think it happens this early. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't know if it happens at all out either, but like there's, there's other things that like you can do along the way to, to get it, um, to get to that point. I think that the story needs to be him rounding himself back into shape and outworking everybody. Yes. And, and so that he's starting to beat people without having to feel like he's dying twice in the middle of the match. Cause that's what he's doing now. Like the thing versus Kazarian, he was like, I don't, 
I don't like how any of this feels. This has been a long time since I felt like this. And then versus Hobbs, he was like, I'm I'm dying currently. So um, I feel like he's got to get back into shape where he's not selling like that during matches that he wins before he gets to a point where he's actually getting a title shot. Yeah, and he's he's a great person to have, and he will be credible in a contendership oh, spot absolutely. when that happens. 100%. I, I think they need to throw some hurdles in his way in that regard. The Nightmare Family against the Nightmare Express. So I'm, I'm still not, like, invested in this. I'm invested in elements of it, but I'm not super invested in this as of yet. Uh, but... Lee Johnson spamming the right punch button. I'm all I'm all for. He was whipping that ass. Nick Comoroto looks incredible. Looks so good. But as, as we get to the the aftermath, what'd you think of the match? I was it's fine. You know this storyline. It's it's a bit droning because the top star hasn't really been present, and even when he does show up, he feels a lot bigger than this but i enjoyed the uh the factory comes out on cody's nightmare express and they've all got the bus and they're feeling themselves it worked for what it is and i got to see a go-go just cave in everybody's abdomen so that worked for me (laughs) so after the match alex the bus is shown and cody jumps off the bus there's a lot of brawling on top of the bus Rhodes takes Marshall out and celebrates up there. Okay. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. Um, so QT Marshall tries to get in the bus and Cody's in the bus. So they brawl a little bit and he's able to get away from Cody. And where does he go? On top of the bus. That's a huge parking lot, my man. I'm pretty sure you could you could go in any direction that's not on top of the bus. Horror movie a- psychology is what that was. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely what that was. Then my favorite thing is Aubrey follows them up there. Why? What is one ref going to do? I thought that was hilarious. It was so Aubrey. Um, but my again, you got to get away from some of the stuff that we make fun of on the other show. Doing the figure four to QT Marshall on top of the bus doesn't make the figure four hurt more. And Jim Ross, not on top of the bus. The figure four on top of the bus. Like you got, unless it, unless it is intentional parody. You got to get away from yeah. that, all that crap that we make fun of on the other show. Um, but I, this is fine. We're going to get, you know, uh, Cody versus QT. I, I think what the, what the, the, the factory needs to be is eventually um, all these guys get bigger and better and much higher in, in our minds than QT Marshall. And they all turn yes. on him and they form their own th- three man group. We don't need you. We're all better than you. Um, which they hop to me. They you are you now. train us and we go. That's yeah, your role. That's, that's what been your role. And now, now you can fight your battle by yourself. Cause, because maybe he does a thing where he starts berating them about whatever. There's a lot of stuff you can do here, but I think the whole point of this is not to like get QT Marshall over. It's to build interest in yes. guys like a go-go and his crazy liver punch. Um, and, and Komarodo just being like, again, this amazing figure. Like he just, nobody, looks like that guy and that's such an interesting thing that's what professional wrestling used to be built on nobody in the world looks like that guy let's have our top baby face back take him when on. wrestlers were man, man. <laughs> appropriately enough i do think he's been through the monster factory and it shows because yep. he looks like the modern day you know warlord or whatever you want to call it so, but so he great. saved the he, he survived those Crazy Danny Cage drills, Robert. Those lunatic those, Danny Cage. Those drills. lunatic Danny Cage irresponsible drills. Where get this, get this. You gotta go under a leapfrog, do a leapfrog, clothesline someone, and take a back body drop. How did he survive that? That's because he's he's a freak of nature. Look at him. That's the only <laughs> way he was able to survive. That's true. Uh, for those of you who missed out on that, uh, you might want to check out Danny Cage's timeline. There's some interesting stuff there. And I can tell you what Danny Cage put down on that Twitter thread before he was even fired from Ring of Honor. I had a conversation with him and he laid out basically how all of that would unfold in 
all of it was right. Mm-hmm. It was the most surreal thing to look back at. Evan Wright says, Caveman versus Dustin sounds fun to me. Yeah. Dustin Rhodes versus anybody sounds yeah. fun to well, me. They're they're now they're teasing it because because yeah. Dustin hit him with the chair, the exploding wooden chair last week. This week, unfrozen caveman wrestler hit him with the with the cowbell. Like we're gonna get that one on one match, and that is I feel like Dustin knows that's the time where I put over the kid huge, and I feel like that's a great starting point to get him to a, to a place where he can go. Uh, Texas bull rope match and double or nothing. I can mm. think of far worse things. It's wild to think like Dustin Rhodes has been wrestling since like as long as he has, and it's only across five decades. Like there are wrestlers that have done seven. Yeah. Bushwhacker Luke is about to hit seven, and it's like how how is it not six for Dustin yet? He's been on TV since eighty nine regionally. Wow. He I think he was in the ninety Rumble on like I think he teamed with. Uh, Dusty against like Virgil and DiBiase. He's been around forever and he's as good now in the ring as he's ever been. Yeah. It's really, really incredible. I don't want to let this segment go without saying Billy Gunn for 57 looks absolutely <laughs> incredible. I hope yeah. he wears the rib tape for a year like Damon Dallas Page. <laughs> I think they got different diet plans, him and Dustin. <laughs> I think they got different, different regimens, so to speak. Miro backstage. Holy crap. This is the Miro I've this, wanted to see for so long. God. Alex, I, you, you've been a passionate part. guy about Miro. And first, oh. I want to address this Ken Shearer Super Chat. Ken, I appreciate you. But he says that segment felt like domestic abuse, maybe genuinely uncomfortable. It, I mean, I get why it could mimic that, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I, no, it was I, I don't want. That. I don't want to dismiss that from somebody who's experienced that exactly fine i totally get it um, but th- this is the, the miro that we have waited for the the miro who's who's been waiting like kip where you've been where have you been kip like i i i, I had your back for all this time where you've been you just you've run out on me and then kip shows up it's like hey uh miro i'm sure it's fine uh he throws an apple at him first thing <laughs> Um, then, then they just produce to beat him all over the place, screaming at him. You, you're going to pay your dues. You're paying your dues. That's how you pay your dues. S- breaks his wrist in a door and then cradles his, his crying head saying, I forgive you. I forgive you. And then he walks away and we don't see him say this, but we hear it. We'll talk like that, that like Miro's gone off his nut. And that's, um, this is an interesting way of achieving that, but I forgive you, man. Like that made me uncomfortable, but it also was pretty amazing. If you're going to build a character in that direction, how far it can take him in that way. Um, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm very interested to see where Miro goes uh, from here because you did a lot in this segment to build him to the place where you needed him to be a few months ago. And, and they've been building that way really since for, for the last month. and, Flim Flam and Mandrew said, God bless Murder Miro. Uh, it, it's so good. And Robert, anybody who has watched Miro on a stream, really c- transcribed his work, watched him on Total Divas, they know he's an entertaining, lovable, friendly guy. He's the kind of guy you want to be friends with, you want to like, but he's also the kind of guy that can rip your spine out through your asshole and not use CGI to do it. <laughs> so I think this plays both, both sides really well. When I first started on this show, my biggest gripe was, well, they've got Miro just playing video games, and this feels very weird. It's a weird transition. He's the guy who had John Cena's last real match at WrestleMania. Now it's like, if you look at his whole arc, just overall, he's a guy who got cheated on. He jumped out of his wife's wedding cake on her second wedding. He's been going through all the stages of just grief and psychosis and this is like the culmination of that and he is determined to be champion he might have said goodbye to kip maybe they'll keep it going for a little bit i love this we need more of this he needs to take that title off of darby allen yes this is this is the one that we've been waiting for this is the guy we've been waiting for and this is also why I'm more inclined to give AEW the benefit of the doubt based on their track record of fixing things and introducing people slowly and developing them. 
Ken says, as someone who rarely gets faced by anything, I should say I meant that as a compliment. It felt real in a good way. Okay, thank thank you for clarifying. I I mean, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Chris Rain says, this is the mirror I've been waiting for. It's the mirror we've all been waiting for. And it's the mirror we knew he could pull off. Yeah. What I would like now is him to add more to his in-ring repertoire. I mean, he does a nice swinging side slam. But I think like a big, impactful finishing move that isn't the accolade mm-hmm. is something that he needs. All due respect to the camel clutch. That's wonderful. We saw Muhammad Hassan do it. We saw the Iron Sheik do it. We saw Scott Steiner do it, although a very lazy-ass version of it. Uh, I, I think he's capable it's called the recliner of- for a reason, Sean. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. That's the truth. Um, I would like to see him add something like that, so hopefully he does. I would like him to take Paul White's – you remember Big Show used to do that Cobra Clutch backbreaker yep. where he just throws – he can do that and do it real well. I think he should adopt that. Yep, there's there's a lot of spots. Like, I mean, even a good full Nelson slam. Add that one to your repertoire. Um, I had mentioned to somebody in AEW about him, like like the black hole slam, and I got pretty much the same reaction. They're like, "That's Brody's," so he won't he won't like do that, and most people won't do that unless there's a big reason for it. And I was like, ah, "Okay, that makes sense to me." Bryant Heath says this segment made me more invested in Kip and Miro more than Best Friends feud ever did. They kept the, the the best friends feud went on past the point of exhaustion, I think. Yeah, guys, yeah. we are headed down the home stretch. Please donate a super chat, get your question or statement in. Also, leave a thumbs up. But if you're watching this after the fact, probably a good chance that my interview with Mike Bennett is up. We got a lot of interesting stuff in there in uh, about a 20, 27, 30 minute conversation. Always some good stuff to talk to him about. I mean, he's been in ROH multiple times, Impact, WWE, 205 Live, been all over the place. Check out that interview Thursday. And Monday, I have an interview with Steve Macklin, formerly known as Steve Cutler of the Forgotten Sons, uh, Knights of the Lone Wolf. We spoke for an hour about his firing, about the party that he went to, heat with Vince McMahon, uh, the Jackson Riker tweets that he was uh, very quick to separate himself from the Forgotten Sons being called up, uh, the creative pitches, working with Edge on creative pitches. Uh, gosh, his NXT run, there is so much there. Uh, he also tells a very cool uh, Becky Lynch story in there uh, as well from their PC days. But uh, check that out. That will be on Monday. We've got a ton of interviews in the can. Marco Dominguez says, watching on slight delay, Money is on Alex's weekly Simpsons wrestling reference. Hired goons. Goons. Hired goons. I feel like you need the Bret Hart Simpsons figure for your background. I should get one of those. It's it's good. They have them at Toy Vomit all the time. Okay. They're very cool. I, I enjoy those. Uh, I also enjoy Darby Allen defending his title all the time. Yes. All the damn time. And as somebody mentioned uh i i want to give them a shout out uh but i i can't seem to find the the specific super chat but mentioning the number of title defenses that darby has as opposed to the days that adds so much it was uh the that one guy i know sent that super (laughs) chat so i think i did pretty much (laughs) i did i did good enough there you go now, there were some shenanigans here. It's one of those tropes I'm ready to get rid of, the post-match beatdown. But this match was was pretty good. I love the way they told the story. This was Brody Lee's belt, and Ten was his chosen one. Yes. Ten was the guy that he saw the, the, the power in. And what I love about this, and uh, I'm watching this with my wife, and she's like, oh, the TNT title main eventing again. It seems like it happens a lot more here than other shows. I said, yeah, it does, because it matters. Because it matters. These, This stuff, like, compared to some other shows, like, we'll just say WWE. Right. This type of stuff should headline shows, because it matters. Robert, TNT title is, like, almost a fixture main eventing aw shows at this point and i love it yeah and it helps establish that as a completely different belt 
from the world title or the women's title. It can be the open challenge belt. It has been in the past. They have that legacy of Brody that I think they've done a great job of honoring. And Darby Allen seems just determined to keep that title or die trying. Everything about this just works, enhances everybody involved. And I think Preston Vance, it's only a matter of time. I thought they were going to rip the mask off of him now and just ride that rocket because he's going to be a big star one day. Yeah, I I think there's some charm there in the mask, though. And I kind of think he should keep the mask ripped. Like he that like and progressively it comes off and progressively it comes off. And maybe we get like a reason. Maybe it's that Brody gave him that mask. Brody gave him that specific mask. There's some sort of story there behind it. Uh, Alex, it is very Rick Knox to not see Preston Vance's shoulder up for the pin, but boys will be boys. Yeah. Um, boys we, will be boys and have their shoulders off the mat. It's but. true. Um, we also, uh, uh, years ago, we advocated for uh, WWE wrestlers to get personalities within the show so that one wrestler, one referee might miss something like that. And another one would never. And it all depends on who you get. One guy's also going to toss people from ringside immediately because he's not here for any shenanigans. Another one is going to let things slide. And it all depends on which ref you get. And we as fans from watching the product, will know the tendencies of each ref and who they, and who they, and how they, they call stuff. That's I would, good. I would love to see them on a bus and like Omega and the Bucks sitting there and Omega's like, no, fuck Aubrey. She almost cost me that impact title. Yeah. And then the Young Bucks are like watching this match and they're like, yeah, yeah, him. Yeah. Pointing to Rick Knox saying, yeah. that's the guy we want. That's, that's, that's the guy we want. That's police chief Wiggum. That's the <laughs> one that we want. Yeah. There's something there. There's something there about that. Because as the pin was happening, I was like, that, that right shoulder is up. Yeah. But Knox was not in a position to see that it was up, which bad I ref. also thought because he's a bad ref. Sorry, Rick. But I think that that actually works for this particular thing. Um, I also thought thought it was good that, that Vance was like, that's cool. I'll help you up because this was, this was good. This is I can see that you have respect for this title, Brody's title. I think that's good too. I also just love the whole convention of this is defended on TV. Every week, you know you're going to see a title match. As long as Darby's holding that title, you know you're going to see a great title match. And I think that they need to do, I, whoever takes it off of Darby, I think should do it on TNT. So that we know there's a shot that if you're watching, you might see a title change. I think that that should be a thing that, that actually keeps people invested because you never know what you might see uh, on, on the free TV. I think that that needs to be a thing across all of wrestling. Well, sure, but the well, thing, yeah, yeah. But specifically, like Monday, like Monday night would be a lot better if you felt like, hey, maybe there's a reason I should tune into this show. Yeah. And I think the TNT title being defended every week does that for Dynamite. They have so many titles in WWE. Like, th- there's no reason there should not be a, at least a championship match mm-hmm. that goes ten minutes every single week. And they keep one of the mid-card titles off the pay-per-view every month anyway. Yep. So build that that feud only on television. Yep. And on the go-home show, you have a championship match. And we all know that we're going to tune in for it. And the first time you do it, you do a title change. And then we're never going to miss it because there's a chance we might miss the title change. Chris Rain says, I am enjoying the various ways Darby's hitting the coffin drop. Yeah, that's that's... Night. It's a simple move, but it's his move. It's a senton falling backwards, but he does it so many different ways. Shanika says, I agree. The beatdowns are getting old, but glad to see people actually have friends in AEW like other places. Yes. And what I hope eventually ends them is that within storyline, they say, hey, we're cracking down on this and they create a reason for it to not happen. Because yeah. right now it is like as much as gang rules annoys me. It, it makes sense that it happens because why wouldn't it happen? Why wouldn't yeah. you would have friends and all that? But Joey Graps brings us up uh, a trope that I am really sick of the rear naked choke or full Nelson roll up. It's my least favorite wrestling trope, buddy. Let me tell you, I loathe it too. Cause all you got to do is let go. Right. And that's frustrating. And that that's a go-to for Shayna. It's, it's, it's one of the, the best finishes to any matches 
any match ever with Owen and Brett, but it was because it was a huge surprise. Now everybody does it, and it's no yes. longer that. Anymore. When when it's Piper Brett, Owen Brett, yeah. and then and then the the Brett doing it to Austin. Yeah. Okay, save it every so often. Yeah. Marco says he's keeping in theme the police chief Wiggum plug. <laughs> Sam says tickets for Dynamite on June third, St. Louis are still on sale. Would be the first show of the tour. Hearing anything about this actually happening, buddy, I promise you it will be on FightfulSelect.com. As soon as I find out, I'll yeah. even tweet it. I'll take out a freaking plane and fly it across. As soon as I find out that they're getting fans back and touring, yeah. I'll be a well, happy you get guy. Buzz or heat, sir? I don't know. I mean, it, I'll tell you what. If they tell me that those media obligations are in person at the end of May, that's going to be heat, not buzz. I want to <laughs> cover that from home, Robert. Yeah, That's for that. sure. Seamus Dunn says, do we need Sting at ringside? Love Sting, but prefer, prefer him to be a special attraction that appears every now and then. Less isn't always more. Less is more in the traditional way that we have seen things, quite frankly, in WWE the last 20 years. This company was birthed from the ideas of New Japan where people had seconds. People's buddies were out there to support them. You had that. I think it's more like that. We have to let go of the tropes and the preconceived notions of WWE when applying it to AEW, they are doing something different. Alex, we can predict WWE creative methods. I can't predict AEW ones that much. I can yeah. sometimes, but a lot of times it's different. Like, for example, I predicted Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky were going to attack tonight. Right. But, but a lot it's, of times it's, it's different. Because, well, it's true, but it's consistent with what they've been doing They've been messing with Darby Allen for a while. Um, I, I I like them um, like putting putting old Sting in the heel hook and just forcing Darby to watch. Not really even hurting Darby, just yeah. making him watch his emo face paint daddy being crippled. I think that that's it's this is good. I, I, I'm He's still, a manager. Yeah, I'm still all for Ethan Page being that guy to dethrone Darby because of their yeah. history. And I feel like AEW would play off of that history where other places might not because they don't want you to know they have a history because no other places exist. I think it's good that Sting is on TV every week because they're already making you forget that there was a time where you wouldn't see him. And I think this is proof why he's just better outside of WWE. Like we all love that he got a WrestleMania, but Sting is better outside and this run is already proving that. And nothing wrong with that. I talked to Gallows about that, too. He's like, the WWE formula works for an awful lot of people, and it doesn't work for an awful lot of people. And that's just the nature of it. Sting is effectively in, like, the Harley Race 1990 mode. Now, I mean, now, granted, Harley Race was only, like, 47 then. So you best believe, if that were today, he'd still be wrestling. Yeah. But he was a big dude that managed other people. But you know he could get his licks in, too. You know he could throw down. Yeah. Evan Wright says, Thea Trinidad recruits Jade after all these vignettes. I could think of far worse things, and I think that she should also strong-arm Nyla out of uh, mm-hmm. out of Vicky, too, because yeah. it's it's just went nowhere. But yeah. I'll tell you who's going somewhere. Alex is going somewhere. He's going to Sour Graps this weekend on FightfulSelect.com. But remember, True. guys, you can check them out every Tuesday night after NXT. Tell them, Alex. I'm going to tell them. Uh, yeah, every Tuesday at 10, 10 Eastern, right after NXT, I do the one-man sour grab show. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's doing very well. People seem to enjoy it. Um, it well, I'm not nearly as sour. As as I as I as I as I am when I talk about Raw, which oh I I I apologize to everyone uh, who who I sent uh, 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 bad vibes to last night because I was on in rare form because uh, Raw has been so bad. Um, hopefully SmackDown gets better. It's it was certainly better last week. Let's continue the upward trend. I talk I talk about SmackDown on on Saturdays. You can follow me on uh, the Twitter at Alex Sourgraps. Uh, Bryant Heath sent a super chat and I want to make sure I get it. I actually had it up here, but uh, I did accidentally miss that. Sorry about that, Bryant. He says, do you guys ever see the Dark Order being heels again? I love them at baby faces, but I found them entertaining as heels. I Everybody think be- can switch, you know? I think they will get there. Right now, we're still 
very raw from the emotions of Brody. And I think once time has passed, they'll get there again. There's got to be a really great story for them to turn to the dark side as the dark order again. And Brody Lee Jr. uh, being there all the time, as long as he's still there, we can't turn those guys heel because they're the guardians now of this, of this child that, that we want good things for, you know? Yes. Yes. I think that's, uh, yes. Guys, Robert, I think I've got to let you bid farewell. Don't I? I almost just buried you. Well, you know, you can find me on Twitter at Dude Felice. You can find me every day on Fightful. So try as you might, Sean. There's no burying me because I'm just here every day. And yeah, thank you for the support. And I'll see you here next week. Guys, thank you all so much. Please leave a thumbs up on this video. Check out the list and your boy today. Check out uh, the distraction, I guess, this week. If I don't know. I mean, you can finale tomorrow or some big happening tomorrow. Yeah. As if, as if they're going to have a finale, they'll never stop, but you know, people think that they were dying and just like (laughs) retiring and going away. I watch the show, watch the show. Uh, this this fella has an impact. Watch along, Joel Pearl. It's twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. There's a lot of fun over there. Until next time, guys, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.